I ain't never had no bad Airbnb experiences though. Like everything been cool. But I feel like I don't know. I never seen no weird shit. I know like lately people been complaining about it, but everything been good with me. Like no weird cameras, no weird rules. I don't like to ever stay in a cheap Airbnb because you never know what you're gonna get. And I went on a trip like a year ago and we stayed at a cheap one and we ended up having to leave. Like I'm trying to remember exactly what happened, but we didn't even stay there for like we maybe stayed for one night and then we realized there were all these problems with it. Well, they had roaches? Um, no roaches. I'm really trying to remember what it was that was wrong. Um, Cause that's the thing. You gotta, you kind of gotta get like one of them extra crazy houses, like that. That, like, you're like damn, people live here. Like, you gotta get that. Like, you can't go for the 150 a night. Cause that shit gonna be bunk beds. <laughs> you have bunk beds. You are gonna have a mini fridge. Yep. Wait, is that your uh, bad story? Who me? Yeah, is that the bad Airbnb story right there? For me, nah, I never had. I ne like I said, I never. I've been cool for real. Yeah, I had a. a a really uh weird experience with the Airbnb. I only have one. I had uh booked this Airbnb for Canada. Me, me and my girl. And I, when I had booked it, I want the entire spot. Because I ain't want anybody like around want the entire thing, right? That's essential. Yeah. I hate yeah, you need it. So I looked at the pictures, seen the kitchen, seen the bedroom, seen the living room, seen the outside patio, said the entire place. I was like, perfect. That's exactly, that's everything good. So we get there and I'm looking like at the, the listing on my phone and I'm looking at the place and I'm like, is this it? Like trying to figure it out. It was, you know, like them houses that have like layers, like it was like oh, yeah, yeah, a yeah. basement that they turned into a house or living space. Yeah, yeah. So it was like underneath them. And I'm just like, so it was like a shared kind of living situation. Did you stay? And that was, that was the most, that was the most irritating thing. Yeah, I stay. I mean, I already booked it. I was in Canada. Yeah, I just said F it. We, we already here. Like, we had our bags. We, we already had plans and things booked, so. The motherfuckers upstairs river dancing, huh? <laughs> we, we was only there for a few days, so it was like, yeah, we just, it is what it is now. But that, that, ever since then, I never booked the Airbnb again. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, actually not a fan of Airbnb, but if I'm going with other people who insist, like, I'll stay on one. Um... But yeah, I had an experience where we get to the Airbnb, we flew out there, it was like a group, big group of us, like six, seven of us. And we stayed there for a night and it seemed cool. Like it, the house wasn't beat up or anything like that. It was like a very typical Airbnb house, you know, lots of cameras and stuff like that. And the person who booked it, the girl who booked it, on the second day, she gets an email from Airbnb saying that they canceled our reservation. And it's like, well, how do you cancel it? We're at the house right now. And so she gets, you know, on phone with their support and they're like, oh, you were never supposed to be there. This house isn't even like supposed to be an Airbnb. They're going through some sort of review process that they didn't pass. Like they're not even supposed to be accepting guests right now. 
<laughs> like, well, we're already here. We've already stayed a night. Like, what do we do? So at the last minute, we had to pack everything up. Airbnb had to connect us with another Airbnb. We had to drive cross town to go and find the other spot. And then the original Airbnb owners, they kept calling like, hey, like, where'd you guys go? Like, what happened? Like, the reservation's gone. Like, come back, come back. You know, like, oh, it's nothing wrong. Like, no, come back. And it's like, nah, this seems a little, a little sex trafficky. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I was thinking horror movie. Like, that sounds like a horror movie. That like, too. You, yeah. Were you somewhere where you like, wait, this is not what it's supposed to be? Like, that's crazy to me. Yeah. Damn. So what about the next one? Was the next one good? Like that the one y'all went to? Yeah, the next one, it wasn't like anything fancy, but it was like perfect for what we needed. Um, everybody, you know, lots of rooms. So like people didn't have to share all that much. And like the owner was super nice. And he actually drove us to um, to the bar in his golf cart. Okay. <laughs> you know, like one of those old men who's trying to do Airbnb because he just has just extra time on his hands. So it was cool, but I just, I'm a hotel girl. Like, if unless we're doing a fancy ass Airbnb, like expensive mansion that we're about to rent, like just take me to a hotel. I just hate all the Airbnb rules. Like it's just not for me. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with a hotel. And hotel beds probably gonna be more comfortable. Say that again. And they're gonna goddamn come and, and clean. clean. Your, you know what I mean? Why so do you like, want to clean on vacation? I don't get it. That don't make no sense to me. Definitely team hotel. No, for sure, for sure. Uh, let me. I'm gonna tell mine that we can get into the episode. So, have y'all ever stayed in a room with other people? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so, me and my homeboy Nick, we went to uh, L.A. Um, I think he was moving out there because he stay out there right now. But we booked the Airbnb in like Koreatown. I don't know why we just booked one. So we booked one. It's like okay, damn, we got like okay. So it's, it's a bed there, it's a bed here. Okay, there's two beds. We didn't keep looking at the pictures, right? So we was like, boom, we got a book. So boom, we go in. So it's like we go in, there's like share, it's like three bathrooms all in a row when you walk in. So it was like bathroom, shower, bathroom, shower, bathroom, shower. So it was like, that's that's strange. Like, why is the three bathrooms right next to each other? Like, I don't I don't get that. So then we kind of looking around the place, like, okay, so we see a fridge, we see a kitchen, okay, boom. And then it's like one room over here to the left and so we look in the room there's like eight bunk beds in that motherfucker and i'm like what the fuck what, what are we supposed to do with this you know like why is there so many bunk beds in here like we, we thought we were just getting like you know like a, a hotel type of room you know what i mean two beds or whatever and it's like are other people gonna be here at the same time luckily nobody did come like it was just literally just us two um, but that was some of the crazy, that's like a hostile type shit. Like that might've be the brokest thing I've ever heard. It was, we was so poor. It was <laughs> so poor. <laughs> like we was so poor just out in LA, just trying to see what the fuck going on. And how man. much did they charge for this shared room? That's a good question. It was probably text. I'm pretty sure they taxed us. I'm going to try to like, I'm going to try to go in my Airbnb history to look. How do you feel about shared Ubers? I fuck with Uber Pool. Okay. Uber Pool hard. I remember one time I tried to talk to, like, it was a girl that was, like, next to me that was in the Uber Pool. I was like, hey, how you doing? And, like, she just looked at me and she was like, all right. <laughs> so, so it's not to, it's, it's not for talking and social, you know, socializing. You know, people want to just get to where they're going. But I, I fuck with Uber Pool. Y'all fuck with it? 
Nah, whether it's Airbnb, Uber, like, let me be alone. I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah, I've never been in an Uber pool. So y'all don't like the Uber talking to you? Or like the Uber driver talking to you? Like y'all, no nope. them type of silent? No, nah, I talk to my Uber driver. Like we For be real? having a full out conversation. Nah, me too. Mm-mm. You don't like it at all, Jermaine? Like, like if they talk to me, I'm not going to be rude. But like, I definitely, in my mind, I'm like, okay, you can stop now. You can stop. Right. <laughs> you can end this year. Thank you. Nah, I feel that. I mean, they might have some interesting stories. Like, if it's like an old head, I definitely got to try to get some wisdom. But it definitely depends. Yeah, like if I've never been to that city before ever, I might ask like, oh, yo, like, you know, what's this? What's going on here? What's going on there? Exactly. But like, yeah, that's interesting. I feel like most people don't want to talk to them, though. And they probably don't want to talk to most people. So I feel like most people want to talk to me when I get in the back, though. Like they always ask me questions. I'm the one who have to like put my headphones on. For real? What they be talking about? Like, like nice weather today? <laughs> yeah, that really be hot. Like nice weather. Like where are you going? Uh, like <laughs> stuff like that. Where am I going? You see the address, nigga. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, where where are you from? Like, oh, you're not from here. Okay. And then it just start, it just be a back and forth, just small talk. That's normally how it goes. I don't like that type of shit. Cause it'd be like, you you think I'm just going to try to rob you. That's why you're you're trying to keep me busy and, um, and then talking. So like, you can see my face. Like they look, they be looking at you through the mirror. Yeah, they, that, that do be how I be though. Mm hmm. Like, let me just let me keep talking. Let's keep talking. Hopefully he don't rob me. Let's steal my car. Um, yeah, I got a man. Kia. Right, like nigga, what the fuck? I want a Kia Sorento for. But, like, all right, <laughs> this man. Let's go ahead and get into this episode, man. Welcome back to the Friends Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. If it's your first time, yeah, thank you sir. for coming through. We appreciate all the listeners. And I am Matt. I'm here with my co-host. What's up? It's Jermaine. And I'm Rod. This is the Friends Podcast. Make sure you check us out. We're streaming everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, YouTube. Also, make sure you check out our socials, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. Also, be on the lookout for some new merch. And it's going to be coming mm-hmm. soon. Most definitely. And get on YouTube, man. We on YouTube. We dropped the episodes there as well. And we, gonna, we got some special stuff coming up for y'all on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe. And hit that notification bell just to know when we drop stuff, too. Absolutely. So, let me ask y'all. Let's start how we usually start sometimes. Uh, how's everybody's week? Let's start with you, Rob. What's been going on with you this, this past seven days, man? Man, what did I say the last time? Like, I don't even remember. <laughs> like, uh, I'm trying to think. I don't want to say the same shit. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> um, did, I, did I say I was working out? Yeah, you you said that. I said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine though. If you want to say that again, like if, if you still at it, uh, you ain't you ain't like work out a new muscle. You like oh this this arm. <laughs> um. All right. No. Nah, all right. I'm ready. Okay. I was really right, so, should have kept that in. Uh, Oh, it's staying in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's on you, right? All right, so so what you been up to? <sighs> this nigga, man. Oh, 
<laughs> man, what have I been up to, man? That shit, man. I'm about to move, so I'm getting ready to move and shit. Where are you moving to? Uh, you know, a, 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 um, a secret location. I don't want to say. They got you out of there, huh? No, I got myself out of there. I remember they was, you was talking about that a couple episodes back. Wait, what I say? He's like, he was like, yeah, they talking about raising the prices. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> as soon as they said that, I'm like, I'm out. And you know, I'm about to be saving like five hundred dollars a month on rent. So like, that's about to be crazy. I'm about okay. to come out with all the new Cartier. I'm about to be. I'm about to drop like a drop of Phantom. Like I'm, I'm about to go crazy on it. Yeah, some new Jordans. That's they already on the way. So. I know before we had talked about like you were debating between like being in the city, being in the burbs, being out like in the middle of nowhere. What'd you decide to go with? So I'm actually going to be like in the downtown of a specific city, like literally walking distance from bars and restaurants. And, nice. Um, this is, I never lived in the area like that. Like, I guess aside from like college, you know, but like it's going to be interesting just to kind of check out the, the, the town and city vibes. Yeah, like I never, I never did that before. So, you gonna take public transportation? No, I'm not poor. Um, so, Jermaine, what's been going on with you this week? <laughs> um, this week, I think the biggest thing in my world was so I got a, a job offer, um, and I was going back and forth like, do I want to take this job? Not take it. It's been a minute since I worked. Um, a corporate job, I should say. And so I decided to decline the offer. And it was funny because when I declined the offer, they're like, oh, why are you declining? I told them, I'm like, hey, you know, um, this isn't quite the salary that I was looking for. Mm, boss move. Um, so no, thank you. So then they came back and called me like an hour later and offered me 10 grand more oh. and I declined again. But it's like, if you had the money to offer me more, you should have offered me more off rip. Like now I don't even trust you. Did you, did you have an idea what it offered when you applied or no? I did, but there was a misunderstanding between me and the recruiter. So, um, in the very first call with the recruiter, I told them the base that I wanted. And the number they told me was quite a bit higher than that base. Um, but the number she was talking about was your overall comp. So like your base salary, bonuses, commission, all of that. Um, and so the offer was just lower than what I would have wanted when you factor in like all the forms of commission. Okay. So when you told them kick rocks, what, what they say? So the second time when they called back, they were like, yo, they really want you. So they're going to, you know, offer you 10K more. I'm like, man, if you really want me, you got to, you know, do something strange for a piece of change. Like you got to come up with more than 10 grand. And you know that, um, so that kind of brings up a question I want to ask y'all. Like what's some non-negotiables when it comes to, you know, you know, the corporate world? Like, is it just the salary? Like as long as the salary is good, I'm with it. Or is there other things that y'all need? I need a lot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I need a good team culture. Oh my God, yes. I need a good manager. And obviously you don't really know that for real in the interview, but you pick up the vibe. And I also need like a job I'm not going to be irritated with. Like as I was going through, after I got the offer, I started doing more research on the company and the job. And I was like, I'm not going to like this job. Like really? there's nothing wrong with it, but I was just like, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this the way that I thought I was. 
Rod, do you have any non-negotiables when it comes to employment? I don't really have too many. I just want my teammates to not be annoying. And um, now, these days, I want a little bit of remote work where I can do some work at home and do some work in the office. And another thing I would say is, yeah, I don't like to be my, my work to be consistently micromanaged. Yeah. I'm not really into that anymore at my level of my career. Um, as long as the work's getting done and clear communication is very important. Like, I need to understand what my role is and what I need to have done by particular dates or whenever. I need that to always be clear. Um, but besides that, that, that's it. Yeah, I think just to kind of put, kind of wrap it all up, I think I just need good communication. As long as me and my, the person that's working above me can communicate about what I'm supposed to do, like you said, right? Like, what's my purpose here? Like, we ain't got to be best friends at all. Like, we probably shouldn't be friends because I don't really fuck with y'all and probably not going to fuck with y'all. But I need communication to be there so it's like I know what I'm doing right and wrong. And then, then we can, I can be the best me I could be at the job. You know what I mean? But so when you go in the office, do you ever have that energy? What energy? I don't fuck with you energy. Yeah, what you just displayed yes. there a second ago. Every day. You go in there with what y'all... I can totally see that. You rag on and be I'm, like... I'm, I'm, I, w- I would never do no shit like that. Like, What the fuck I look like going in the job with a do-rag on? But I definitely feel like you sit at the desk with your headphones on like 90% of the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not a people person. Like that's something that I realize about myself as I'm getting older. I'm really not. Like, I don't really fuck with people, like for real. And so I I definitely display that pretty much every day. Um, I'd be rapping out loud, like saying nigga and shit. <laughs> okay, that's a little far. I, I whisper it though. I whisper the nigga. But uh, <clears throat> I remember this one time. You know, at my job, I, I had this homeboy, uh, BJ. Shout out to BJ. I don't know where the fuck BJ at. Um, but we like we were just talking. We was kicking it. Like he went. He was like a like a frat nigga from Central or some shit like that. And um, we was talking, and just he would just say, you know how black people we just be saying nigga, but it's just like you don't see all these other non black people. Like you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just be like man nigga. I'm like, like you not can't, at work. No, you, can't, you know. But I didn't like. What was I doing that situation? Because I wanted to tell. He him said that, that at work. At work, like it's literally like we have it's very close quarters. Like they heard you, <laughs> and they hear us all the time saying, "Like I don't say it." You know what I mean? At work. So you you didn't correct them. You didn't say nothing to them. What I'm that that's what I was gonna ask y'all. Like how how you a bad friend? Was he younger? I ain't than gonna you? front. He was yeah. He was definitely like probably a couple of years younger, but he's still an adult. He was probably like 24, 23. You know, um, but like you should have mentioned that to him. You think so? Yeah. But I don't want to be that nigga like, bro, like, it's white people listening, bro. Like, I don't want to be that guy, though, right? You also don't want to have him out here looking crazy in front of these white people. But see, that's the the conundrum right there. It is. That's tough. Why we got to, why we got to. I mean, if you if you let him know, but like, yo, you know you're doing that in front of these people. You cool with that? And then if he doubles down and the, 
I don't give a fuck. Then be like, oh, okay. Niggas. <laughs> like, I mean, there's a definitely a way. <laughs> there's definitely a way I'll bring it up. I wouldn't be like, rec- like reprimand him or anything like that. I'd be like, I'd be like, hey, you know, we we in the office like. We ain't gotta. We, we can talk like that out of the office, but if you like, man, fuck all these crackers. Like, <laughs> like, that's just what it is. I'm like, I guess that's just what it is. Then I'm, that's just you. I'm gonna let it go. But I, at least I would mention it in a way. See, my thing because it's. I feel you, man. It's awkward to like mention it because you know people could definitely come off like oh you trying to be respectable for these white folks so usually what i'll do is i'll like either redirect the conversation like in terms of what we're talking about or literally like redirect it like hey yo let's like go towards the break room or Mm -hmm. you know because i also don't want to be associated with certain things too in the workplace like i don't care if you don't mind that you know that they hear you say that but like yeah i don't want that on my jacket because it's like and you know that's a that's an interesting point like trying to redirect it and stuff like that but when when it's just part of somebody's vocabulary which is part of mine too but like when it's just so deep in there we're just like he's gonna say that shit regardless it's like i I didn't i felt bad just being like stop saying something that you say every day but see okay that adds a different layer then because if he really just says it all the time like that then i think rod's right you like probably needed to like let him know like he maybe just didn't realize like hey you say this all the time and like i get it that's part of the culture but low-key you probably shouldn't say that at work it's like swearing like Mm -hmm. you might swear in front of your friends but you should know when you go and talk to their parents or somebody's you know an older person like yeah you you don't talk like that yeah yeah you don't motherfucker them and all that type of shit that's true it's just looking out for him in a way, just saying. No, that's real. Hey, moving up in our company, and you want your homies to stay. You probably should give him a little office courtesy. I ain't gonna lie, he didn't last too much longer <laughs> after that. <laughs> I wonder why. I, I imagine a lot of people were uncomfortable. Right? He was like, "Nigga." <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I, thank you, thank y'all for that, because now I know how to deal with that situation when I come across it again. Because I didn't, I just didn't want to say nothing. Like, be you, you know what I mean? Nigga, like, you ain't got a job. <laughs> 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 but yeah, man, let's go ahead and get into these topics. Uh, damn, twenty three minutes in. Okay. So, if you were out with your new thing, y'all on the town wherever, and you see your ex, would you rather your ex? to look amazing, like the best you've ever seen them? Or would you rather they look trash? New thing. What you mean new? Like first day? First day out? Is there any mid-grow? It's only it's only just trash and great. <laughs> <laughs> no mid in this. No. Okay. Um, so let's say like your new girl, like you are, she's your girl. You like maybe talked about past relationships a little bit. Like you're, you're kind of, you know, deep in, but she doesn't know what your ex looks, looks like at all. She's just her stories. That's, that's a great question because it depends on my girl's confidence. Mm-hmm. If she not, if she not really that confident and she very, um, you know, she, she got low self-esteem, that I'm gonna want her to 
my ex got to look like terrible. Cause then if she be like, if if my ex or like if my ex is like super crazy fine, and then it's like my new girl see her and then she got low self esteem, it's like, oh, I don't feel enough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm joking, but that's a real. I feel like that's a real thing. For sure. So I think that it, it all depends on like, cause me, I won't care. Cause I'm not even looking at, at my ex anymore anyway. You know what I mean? I won't care, but for my new girl's sake, it got, it depends. It depends on how she would react to it. You know what I mean? That's how I feel about it. Right. what you say? I mean, I don't want them to look great. No. Why not though? She can't live her best life. I mean, they can, but I don't know. I guess it just depends. I would say um, if it had to be one or the, the two, I would rather, uh, I would rather like in that moment, the person not look the greatest because I think Matt, to your point, like, um, like men, like you guys have egos, you know? True. And it's like, would I rather the person that I was dating now see my ex as like the man and he's living his best life and he's just like glowing or see him down bad? Like probably down bad because then that's going to make him feel like good and more confident about, you know, himself. Like, So you want him to have on the Kanye clothes, season three, easy season three. <laughs> Um, no haircut. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Okay, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. I was just gonna say, like you were saying, it's more so about the new relationship than about like about myself. Like, like how you feel? Yeah, like I wouldn't care either way. It wouldn't make a difference to me either way. But I would more so be thinking, like, okay, well, how is my current partner gonna feel about this? Like, if they see this person shining, are they gonna think like, oh man, maybe she wants to get back with this person? Like, maybe she still, you know, misses this old thing versus letting that person out like, nah. But would you would would you what if you just don't tell him? What if you just don't tell him that that's your ex, right? That works too, right? Or would you have to tell him? Is that Ooh, an obligation? You might you might have found a, a crux in the matrix. Maybe maybe the person just doesn't even know. I'm not mad at that. But then if, if if he find out later, it's going to be like, why you ain't telling me that nigga? <laughs> why you ain't telling me Michael B. Jordan? <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't know. Rod, what you got to say about it? Do you have any input on, you want your ex to look super fine and super trash with your new girl? Uh, She can look however she want to. It, it, whatever she feel, man. Great answer. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's get to this first topic. <laughs> nigga be a political today. Uh, so the first topic that we got for you folks today, man. So we found this article. I can't remember if Rod or Jermaine found it, but um, so we found the article. And, and basically the whole premise is that if you tip one dollar for a drink, you go to the bar and get you a cocktail, you know, a good Moscow mule, you know, a good sex on the beach, you know, whatever you whatever you like to partake in. If you only tip one dollar, you're a cheapskate. Um, and I think we know there's like a negative connotation for like black people don't tip and all that type of shit. But I mean, I think one dollar is crazy for for a drink. Do y'all feel that same way? It really is situational for me. That's like such a hard question to answer. I probably on average always tip more than a dollar for a drink. I don't know if I ever like just tip a dollar, but 
it really is like dependent on where I'm at. So if I'm at like a dive bar and I got like, you know, a six, $7 shot or something like that. And I get two shots, like no real time goes into making a shot. So I might in the situation like that, just tip like a dollar, $2. Like I'm not going super crazy for that. And if I know I'm going to keep going back to the bar, like mm-hmm. if I know I just got this round, but I'm probably going to get a couple more rounds and I'm like, all right, over the course of the night, it's going to add up. Rod, is $1 a good tip um, for one drink? How you feel about that? I mean, if I'm just grabbing a beer, which is going to be around 5 or $6, a dollar, I probably would give that if I'm just getting that one beer. But normally, I'm just... I guess it depends, like, what Jermaine is saying, where you are. If you're at a dive bar and I don't want to leave my card with or leave a tab open. Um, mm-hmm. But normally, I'm just leaving my tab open anyways. I'm not I'm not going to tip just $1 because I, I feel a little weird about doing it, especially if the bartender is nice. I'm more along those lines when it comes to tipping. The person has to earn their tip if the person is super nice and helping me with a drink and helping out my tip is going to be very large like i might tip up to 40 50 percent like if the waiter's really nice are you wild okay so let me get your opinion on this so i used to um i had a friend who now this didn't just extend to bars it was like restaurants but it's kind of the same premise where like she felt like the minimum you should tip, no matter what the bill was, which should be the minimum it will cost to like eat there. Oh. So for example, let's say you go to, uh, I don't know, like a little diner or something like that, and your bill is $20, but the cheapest thing on the menu is $7, then you should leave at least $7. That's an interesting, that's an interesting um, idea. I think, because what is that? That's that's over 20% for sure. Mm-hmm. So in that case, so for like the same principles for a bar, it might be like, let's say you would have to leave at least like $6 to get like a beer or something like that. Man, for me, it's more personal than that. Like if I tip low, I want the bartender like to understand his disrespect. Like if if they gave me terrible service, I want the tip to reflect that so they know. You know, I feel like I don't even think about that when tipping. I don't really necessarily think about the service. I just think about the fact that they don't, they're not making no money unless I tip them, you know. But I feel like we have people gotten away from that because, right, that's definitely the right way to do it. Like, I'm going to leave you 50 cents because you had terrible service, you know what I mean? Even when I went to, like, uh, recently, the Final Four games and stuff like that, like... I, they had multiple bars in whatever place I was in. I went to the first bar, and I noticed the service was lacking. And I'm always the type of person, I look at the service they give me when I walk into a place and someone else. Hell yeah. If it seems different or just lacking in my regard, then I take offense to it immediately. Like I want people to be like, all right, I'm just going to go. Like, wrap me up. And then I'll just like, I just, in that case, I just walked over to the next bar and went to the another lady and do my tab there. See, here's the hard thing I feel like, though, as a black person, 
Because I know that is the right way. Like if you're not getting good service, you're supposed to tip less. But because we already have a stereotype of like not being good tippers, sometimes when I get bad service, like I'm still not going to tip them less. Like I usually tip people like probably like 25%. But if I'm getting bad service, I might leave them 15%, which is still technically like a decent tip or a good tip, quote unquote. Because I'm like, I don't want them to ever come back to it being like black people aren't good tippers. I know I don't need to like wear that responsibility, but. No, I, the thing is like, they already thought less of you anyway, giving you the bad service. So what makes you think giving them extra money is gonna make them think any better of you? True. So now they're gonna think less of you and be tipped. Super good. And and then it's like, that's why we be in the rock, between a rock and a hard place. Cause it's like, damn. So I got to tip you and you just get to give me bad service, but I still got to tip you so I don't look bad. Like it's just, it's just playing defense. Like it's, you know, it shouldn't be that type of situation. Like it should be, we go out, we get a drink, they smile and laugh with you and they try to have a conversation with you like they did with all the other people down the bar or all the other people at the other tables around the restaurant, right? It should be like that, but it's not. Go where you're accepted. That reminds me of that time, right? Right? Remember we went to that restaurant like off like Big Beaver, and like they wasn't fucking with us at Big all. Big Beaver, yeah, Metro Parkway, Metro Parkway, like sixteen. You know, it was in Troy. How far was this? You don't remember? All right, never mind. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but we had went and um, we had went and just go to the bar. I think we was watching the game, and then like we walked in, it wasn't a lot of people there. And like we just got the slowest service like ever, and we was the only two black people in there. It wasn't. It was like ten people in there. To be real, that's happened to me so often. Why? Like why? Why you think that happened? Why do I think? Mm -hmm. It happens to me because I'm black. It's just like it's just typical. And typically, I go to like pretty good places, and like. There may not be a lot of black people there. And the service do be lacking. You don't think they'd be like, this guy's an asshole? Like, you don't think it's nothing else other than, like, not saying that you are, but I'm saying, like, is it primarily just because they see it's a black man in there? Like, literally. Wait, wait. I'm trying to understand what you just said. You said this guy's an asshole, and then you said this guy's a black man. What are you I'm, asking? I'm saying, are you are you 100% sure like it has to be like, oh, it's just because I'm black, or is it because they might see you and they be like, this guy's an asshole, or like the way that you might treat them? Or or do you get the, get the bad service off top, like so you know it's a black thing? Yeah, I'm saying off top. Like, I don't say anything. I'm just like sitting down. And like you can you can already fill off the energy. Normally when you sit down anywhere, they already greet you before you sit down. They say, Hey, how you doing? Be right with you. They're busy. That's how it's supposed to go. If they're just quiet and like they see you and they just go right past you to go help someone else without even acknowledging you. Yeah. That's what I look for. I'm like, ah, it's one of those places. Like, I'm this about to be a short night here so since you've lived a little bit all over like I've, is there a certain state or a certain area that you've noticed more of that i would just say the more expensive the place sometimes um can lead to that um also michigan it happens a lot uh, i would say in michigan it definitely happens a lot it's normally just white establishments that like if i go into mainly white establishments 
it typically happens that way. And like, I'm one of those people who really go to like dive bars and dive bars are typically majorly white. So it's, it's, it's not always like that. And then sometimes it is a good time and it's a cool bartender, things of that nature, but it just depends. Also, I would say like, I hate to say this, but a lot of uh, Hispanic spots I've noticed like bars and things like that, or, or restaurants you go there, their service be lacking a lot of times. I'd be feeling the vibes too. I'm not trying to generalize, but sometimes when I do go into a Mexican restaurant, really any, any, any restaurant that's not black, like go get my lunch, like it just be like, I remember one time just going to this restaurant and bruh seeing me, I'm literally standing there like for five minutes and I'm not getting no service, like a Mexican restaurant, it's right by my job and stuff like that. and. I'm waiting to pick up my damn DoorDash order and niggas not niggas not handing me my food or even asking me, not acknowledging the fact that I exist or like, yo, I'll be right with you, anything. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I don't know. That's the that's the type of times when it'd be like, you know what, man, fuck all this tipping shit. Like I know they don't get as much as they need to have, you know, they don't earn as much as they need to, but it just be like it's different. Maybe is that why we have the connotation because we don't tip because we get bad service everywhere we go anyway? That definitely could be a part of it. Maybe that's why. I might have just unlocked some shit. It's not just it's just not it's not just Hispanic spots though. It could be like the Indian restaurant might be like that too or um the Asian spots. Oh my god, this Japanese spot I went to, bro, I was like I was walking in going to get my order once again. I was like, hello, hey, how you doing? She looked at me so crazy and just kept walking straight past me. Didn't say a word to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always they not helpful or they over helpful. Yeah. Like they helping you from the time you walk in the door to the time you leave. <laughs> like it was it'd just be too much. It'd be like, oh, you want this? You, oh, you, you heard of this? Oh, okay, you should try this, this, this. It'd be like, okay, okay, let me just check it out. Oh yeah, you'll love this. All right, get him this. Get him this. I love that type of service, though. Me too. I I like that. Mm-hmm. Now it gets annoying at stores like Ulta. Their training program, their training guide must literally be like teaching racial profiling. Because I swear, any Ulta you go into, the moment you walk in, hi, may I help you? Hi, are you looking for anything? Hi, can I show you something? <laughs> yeah. And like literally following you to every out. Hey, yeah, that's a great product that you picked up. You want me to like help you with that? No, I literally just looked at it for two seconds. Like, give me a break. That is like not good service. But Matt, what you were describing, you know, like I like it too. Like, show me some new stuff, especially if it's like cultural food that I would not know about on my own. Like, put me on. Mm -hmm. No, that's real. I think we also have to have a conversation one day about soul food. And like, it's not really a lot. Like, all we got is like fried food and like. Greens and yams, mac and cheese. All right, let, let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> so the next topic that we got for you folks, man, um, soundtracks. Go ahead and show this one, Jermaine. So do you remember how in the 90s and even like the early 2000s, um, how uh, soundtracks were like a big deal? You know, you had the Boomerang soundtrack, you had the Waiting to Excel soundtrack, you had Space Jam. I mean, you had soundtracks where you had people like 
baby face who were actually like putting these together. Like it was a, a thing. Like you watched the movie and you wanted the soundtrack. Um, and I feel like Creed has done a good job of bringing those back. Like they obviously have the Dream Phil soundtracks. Uh, Black Panther had, you know, TDE soundtrack. But Great besides soundtrack. that, yeah, like what happened to soundtracks? I don't know. You know, which when you asked that question, it made me think like what happened to movies though? Say it. Is it the soundtrack? Are people not putting effort into the soundtrack? Or is the movie not good enough for a soundtrack? Say that. You know? I was recently watching Boomerang, and that was actually my first time seeing it like from start to finish. And I was really trying to think like what level, like in today's time, what is a black movie that is up to that same standard? Like where you got multiple stars in it, you got a real plot line, a real storyline, it's got a good soundtrack, and that it that's also like funny you know that's a comedy like i feel like the only movies that we really invest in that are black movies are serious like i don't need another like heavy ass creed or black panther like can we just get some regular storylines or just like regular black people that we also invest in we do i mean we got jordan peele now like he's he's three for three i would say um but it's not a lot though like we got Medea. All right. Um, Next topic. <laughs> so, what you wait? The, can we speak about Tyler Perry? So, Medea's is like we we not fucking with Tyler Perry like at all. No. What? Never. Not over here. Oh my god. That's that's anti-black. I feel like. That's I love Tyler Perry. Wow. So it's it's two for Tyler. I can't tell if are you joking, Rod? You really do. Why do you think that's a joke? I feel like you wouldn't. I, feel, I don't. I, that don't seem like a vibe. Like, to be honest, but like Tyler Perry, like I, Tyler I Perry's sh- rich and black and successful. That's definitely my vibe. We're not talking about that though. We are talking about the content. Talking about Medea. <laughs> Medea. Yeah. The thing he got rich and successful off of. You rock with the Medeas. Man, he know how to make a character. I ain't gonna lie, Medea went to hot air. Well, no, it was called. Uh, <laughs> it, was called it was called Boo. I think it was Medea's Boo. Like that shit was that was fire. It was, was like that the, the Halloween the one. Halloween, yeah, that was actually a good movie. Like I don't, I fuck with Medea. I mean, I fuck with Tyler Perry. Maybe it's because you're from Alabama. Like yeah. he started in the South. Maybe that is a Southern thing. No, but the first time I seen Tyler Perry was the plays, and I was up in Michigan. Like my uh, family in Saginaw, they had the plays, and we would watch them, family dinners, and all that type of stuff. Man, and you and Tyler go back. Way Same. Back. My way family back. watched the plays too. For real? Yeah, at the dinner. We, uh, South, we had the, the bootleg. No, it was definitely, I don't know if we had the bootleg or not, but. Um, but listen though, I do I, I feel you, Jermaine, because these these characters and these depictions. Like it's always a, a bad wig. It's always um, like somebody beating somebody, and it's always church. They 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 going to church. So, have you seen Boomerang before, either of you? No, I've never seen that one before. It's been a while. So I'm not trying to hate on Tyler, but let me just give the comparison. So in Boomerang, Eddie Murphy's character is. Uh, 
like a marketing manager or marketing exec. He's got this fly apartment, like beautiful place. Um, the girl that he's going after for most of the movie is Robin Givens' character, and she's his manager, so she's a marketing exec, like living good. Uh, the company that they work for is um, the face of the company. It's a black woman, <clears throat> which is Eartha Kitt's character. The model who's promoting their product is Grace Jones, another black woman. And then Halle Berry's character is a creative director at the company. So like you just saw black people in like professional roles. Nobody in the movie is a janitor who just got out of jail, who has a heart of gold. Like some of the Tyler Perry stuff is always these extreme characters. Like, yeah, sometimes I just want to see a really mobile black people in movies. Like, I don't need to see the single dad who has three kids who just got out of jail, <laughs> who's got a heart of gold, and he's going after the successful black woman. Or what was that one where the nigga was a bus driver and he had on that bad wig? <laughs> like, I want to give Tyler Perry a bit of bail though. At that time in TV, that's what was on TV and what was accepted and what got the investment. For him to be where he is. So it's like he had to break those doors down. And now he is giving plenty of opportunities with his studios and, and all that stuff like that. So I ain't going to lie. He he did that, though. Like he I feel like he created that those not those. He didn't create the tropes, but like the content around those types of tropes and stuff like that. He did. It that, was like, things that was already in our community though that those were jokes and things at the church he just put that on tv this is true this is true so is true. i mean that's why it was uh so relatable and a lot of black families loved it and you know i think um yeah we don't really have a lot like i know that what's that that eddie murphy movie that just came out uh you people i think mm -hmm. i haven't seen that yet but that's something that's interesting too um like how we don't see like black couples sometimes in movies like a lot of a lot of it is black man white woman or white man black woman like we don't necessarily see that especially in commercials these days commercials they be it's crazy like you know crazy combinations combinations i don't even know if i believe exist in real life yeah like where y'all get a hawaiian from like what the fuck like but it's like and there's, there's no problem with that, but I'm just saying, like, if we talk about, like, real boomerang, like you said, like, Robin Gibbons, Eddie Murphy, you know, or you got, um, what's the, what's all the movies that came out, like, uh, The Wood and Love and Basketball? Like, we don't mm -hmm. have none of these types of movies. These Brown days. Sugar. Brown Sugar, all those. We don't necessarily Love have those. Love Jones, yeah. You Love Jones, you know. Um, Players Club, not playing. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we don't necessarily have those these days, and it's kind of interesting um, that we don't I mean, we it. just got Space Jam, too, and we also got the new House Party. I haven't seen. The, the new House Party came out? And we got Coming to America, too. Mm-mm. No. That was not good. No. Wasn't good. I ain't gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I'm gonna say some blasphemous. The original coming to America not that good to me. What? It's not that. It's not. I don't know. It must be a time difference thing or like a, a generational thing. Cause ah, that's an amazing movie. What what don't you like about it? It's just not good. Like it's funny, but it's just it's not something I would ever run or watch. Like it's funny though. Like I guess, but 
Please don't tell me you're saying Medea over Medea's boo over <laughs> going to America. I really, I want to know if would you choose Don't Be a Menace over Coming to America? That's my favorite movie of all time, so you can't even ask me that. I love Don't Be a Menace. So, yes, I am, because that movie from start to finish is hilarious to me, to me, my personal opinion. Is it a bad, is Coming to America a bad movie? No. Do I like it? Not for real. Like, I'm not really no big Eddie Murphy type of nigga in, in general, you know? Um, so that's the thing. I was, so. For real? Yeah, I, I love, like, all of his movies back in the day and stuff like that. Like, Beverly Hills Cop was cool. Uh, what was that one where he was uh, with the white man, uh... Trading places was, was cool. Like Dr. Doolittle and shit. Like, alright. Like it's okay. But yeah, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan. Um the main topic. What was the damn main topic? Oh, soundtracks. Yeah. Did we get how, how did we get off of soundtracks? Well, you were saying that soundtracks aren't as good essentially because movies just aren't as good. Right, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm I'm standing by that to be honest. Um I'm not mad at that take. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, maybe when we see some good movies. I mean, is there any good white soundtracks? They be having soundtracks, too. I just don't necessarily know the soundtracks. I don't, I don't really. Also, like, I don't watch a lot of white people movies like I used to. No? No. I just, actually, fun facts about me, I'm not really a movie person. Like, that's just not my thing. I don't really watch a lot of movies. And when I do, there's usually movies that I just, like, rewatch a million at one times. Yeah, yeah, we share that because it's, I feel like my attention span too short and I just can't really, I'd rather watch a story play out in a TV show versus like trying to pack it all into two hours. Same. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think best soundtrack of all time, Tomito, that Black Panther soundtrack, like they put their foot in that one. I'm not even going to lie. Kendrick Lamar and man. Cause I don't even necessarily remember all the ones from back in the day to wait and take. So I never even seen that movie in my life. Um, so yeah, I'm fucking with Kendrick Lamar. What, what would y'all say is the best soundtrack of all time? I don't know if I could name off one favorite, but I'll say my favorite um, song from a soundtrack of all time is uh, from the Goofy movie, Eye to Eye, <laughs> Tevin Campbell. Woo, Rosie Gaines, go off. I still play that. That like will still pop up on my shuffle every now and then. For real. That's a good one. Oh, and he had Stand Out on there too. I love the Goofy movie. I don't remember Stand Out. I got to go back and watch that. And as we talked about before, Goofy was black, if y'all didn't know. Mm -hmm. um, Rod, what you feel like is the best soundtrack of all time? I mean, I'm, I don't know too many, but I did like Kendrick Lamar and Black Panther. I think Space Jam was the last one I can remember. I mean, it had, I believe I can fly. Did we get rid of that? You know, yeah, some D'Angelo records. Busta Rhymes, hit them high. Salt and pepper, upside down. Right, you still you still listening to I Believe I Can Fly today? You just asking me if I like if I like the song? Are you still listening to it? I'm not. I'm not really playing R. Kelly like that, but I never really played R. Kelly. But do I think it's a good song? I, I mean, I do believe it's a good song. Yeah. That song not even that good, though. Like, for that to be the hill that what? people want to... It's not. Like, R. Kelly... I mean, that guy has a lot of great songs. So, we're just going to say R. Kelly can't write now. He <laughs> no, can't make like, music? That was a big leap. Is that what we're saying? I thought he can't... I thought he can't read and shit. 
You can't. <laughs> Doesn't mean he can't write music. I mean, he he used a lot of three letter words in that shit. I believe can fly. <laughs> a lot of a lot of basic words. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, oh no! Like it was as a kid. I'm not like, gonna sit here and be like R. Kelly music is terrible. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. But that song, not even the hill. Like if somebody was like, yeah, I'm still bumping. I'm still bumping <laughs> R. Kelly. Like no, I mean, I, I, could, I believe I could fly shit. Like no, no, we're talking about like uh, soundtracks to movies though. And I already think soundtracks to movies aren't normally all that great. No, and some of the best ones are. Are the ones probably without even words. Facts. Facts. So it's probably like some orchestra or something. Those are probably like the best one. I just can't think of any thing close to mind right now. We could take it back in the day, like Black Exploitation Day, Superfly, and all that type mm. of shit. Like I gotta go back and I really want to get into like a Black Exploitation like movie. Like that's something I would watch. You know what I mean? Cause I never really seen. A lot of those. But Same. What is black exploitation? So it's like a, it's like you know, like Pam Greer used to be in a movie. It's like movies like about. Um, I don't even know what the fuck they used to be. About. I've never seen a black exploitation movie. I don't think, but I think it's just about like black liberation in the seventies and shit. Like I don't, I don't fucking know. Don't ask me. But Superfly was good. Superfly was trash. The the old one. I'm talking about from the seventies. Both. You all right, Jermaine? So what you gonna say? <laughs> um, no, I was just gonna say like I. So I don't actively play R. Kelly. Like he just never was really like you know in my playlist like that. But I'm not mad when he comes on. Like especially like if I'm out and I hear you know like "Step in the Name of Love," I'm never mad at it. You know, so the reason why I be mad at it is because I think about the artist when I hear the song, I'm like, oh, that's R. Kelly. And then I think about all the things that have been, you know, all the things he went through legally. And like, that's why I kind of, I, I ain't gonna lie, I still might play it like every now and again, but I'm not gonna give him a stream. I'm gonna play it on YouTube from like some random channel and I'm gonna listen to it. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah. You ever watch the Cosby show? <laughs> yeah, I feel the same. I kind of feel the same way. Like I, I used to love the Cosby Show, right? But I mean, I can't really. I might watch it in passing, but I'm not gonna be like, oh, let me get on Netflix and watch the whole first season, even though it's, it's some classic episodes, like the Gordon Gra- Trail episode. Like, it's so many great episodes, but it's just like I, I think I'm. Li- I look dead at this nigga. Like this is Bill. Co- like I know what you did, so it's like I can't even. How can I even look at your art and? Feel the same way, you know. So, what are we gonna do with Jonathan Majors? Oh, I mean, I wasn't watching no Marvel shit, no way. So, but I mean, it seems like they're gonna keep him on, keep him on the, uh, you know, keep him on the payroll. What is he? Is he Ant Man? I forgot who the fuck he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, shit. That's that ain't none of my business. He shouldn't have did that, but it ain't none of my business. No, I mean, he's not guilty yet, anyways. So, I mean. From what I saw, messages came out from his girlfriend, and she said he didn't do nothing. Yeah, and that she's sorry about the, everything. So, I guess I don't know. Maybe this is my unpopular opinion, but like, I just don't 
there's nobody I'm ever canceling. Like, if I don't like your arts, like, no, I'm not going to participate in your art. But, like, I don't know if I really care about your personal life. Like, I think I can pretty easily separate the two. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I have a hard time with that, to be honest. I think that, I don't know, because I feel like if your art comes from an honest place, and, like, that's honestly who you are, it, for me, it'd be like, mm, I don't know. Like, A's ain't nothing but a number. Like... You know, like it's he was, it was in plain sight. The Pied Piper, it's in plain sight. You know what I mean? So, man, you a hater. What you mean? How is that hate? Like you know, you love R. Kelly. Not I even don't call Now all of a sudden, when the case came out, oh, I buy his character and blah blah blah. Like you wasn't listening in the closet. I wasn't though. I've literally never been no big R. Kelly person ever. When you were, um, how old were you when Space Jam came out? What was that, 97? I think Space Jam was 97. I was four years old. So you're telling me you didn't sing that at your kindergarten graduation? Actually, I didn't. Uh, what? No. Mm -mm. What the have you sing? I don't think we sang in my kindergarten graduation. Oh, wow. Okay. I feel like that's a black school thing. I didn't go to a black school and <laughs> for kindergarten. Oh, <laughs> like, we, we, it was probably some other shit. Like, I don't know. <laughs> some Garth Brooks. Yeah, yeah, maybe some Garth Brooks or like some like, uh, I don't know. What the fuck? I don't know. That is a good, it's a good kindergarten graduation song. I will say that. But am I listening to it? No. And I've never no, been no, no big. No ignition? No bump and grind? No. That's not even my favorite songs by him. But literally, Ignition was like at every kid's party. Yep. I used to be at the middle school dances every time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Now you hate it on him now. <laughs> Jermaine. Now, now it's not a good song. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not a good song. I'm just saying I'm not about to listen to that shit, you know? Like I don't like I like my, one of my I brought up Players Club earlier. Like I love the scene where Diamond get on the get on the pole and start dancing to uh, "Seems Like You're Ready." But listen to the title though. Seems like you're ready. Like what? Like that don't make y'all feel weird. What, what about know. this title? Happy people. Happy people. Yeah. So you just gonna yeah, you just, yeah. <laughs> so y'all just go <laughs> ignore. <laughs> like you 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 trying to point out. Like a couple titles and trying to make, connect the dots. Like, what are you talking about? The dots connected. It's a line. What, what, what are you? you there's about? no line. It's just the name of a song. What are you talking about? That's not what he meant when he made the song. He didn't make Pied Piper to say he piping little kids. I, he did not make that. Wasn't the title. That, that's not why he made that. Do you know who the Pied Piper is? Like the in, historically. Oh my god. Do you? Man, you conspiracy theorists. Like, there's no logic. Google is right there. You can go look up exactly who the Pied Piper was, like, in, in folk and lore. You know what I mean? Like, is somebody that lured it? Lord? We don't even got to get into this. We don't got to get into all this shit. I, I hear you. I get it. And I I saw the R. Kelly doc with everybody, too. Like, I, I don't think he's a good person. I would never say he's a good person. But... Like when I hear his music, I think about the memories attached to those songs versus him as a person. Like Happy People, I think about that as like, you know, the classic song at, you know, family reunions and stuff like that. Like I don't mm -hmm. hear- Two-step. Yeah. I don't hear the creepy stuff. 
I feel you. I just like I said, I just have a, a, a hard time separating the two. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's me. I know I'm not the only one that feels oh, that you're way though. Definitely not the only one. I'm not, but it's definitely some some aunties out there, 45 years old, still, still giving that man streams. And I guess it's okay if that's what they want to do. And what he did is wrong though. So for sure, I'm not. I'm just saying the music though is still, it's hot. Like those are hits. Like undeniable hits. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> R. Kelly is the man of music. I don't like. Don't say that though. <laughs> I don't like you. Like don't say he the man. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like I feel like at this point you could be all. All we can say is like he made good music. Like that's, we should just leave it at that. Like we don't got to be like R. Kelly's the king. We don't. We don't got to do that though. We don't. We shouldn't do that. <laughs> we probably should do that shit. <laughs> like. You know, but uh, so folks, let's go ahead and get into the highlights for this week, man. I think we done talked talked y'all ears off enough, so let's get into the highlights. Rob, what you got for this week? Anything? Yeah. Uh, this week, I'm going to be back in the gym. I've been really on my uh, fitness movement, so. Okay. Working on your fitness, I feel like. Yeah, I have a couple goals I'm trying to get to by the summer. Anybody uh, got that? Summer bot, you trying to get to? Yeah, no. gotta go crazy over these next twelve weeks. What y'all doing? Y'all, y'all proteining? Y'all like meal pre- meal prepping? All that type of shit? And watering gallon a day and all that good stuff. Gallon a day. Damn, that's a lot. It's necessary. No, for sure. Um, so what was what was the highlight? Just that you going to the gym? Uh. I mean, my highlight was fitness and taking care of your body, health. Health is wealth. Jermaine, what you got for us this week? Anything to highlight? So, I hate to say it, but I really enjoy TikTok. And one of the best things I've gotten from TikTok is a lot of new music. Um, And so, I found this girl who she created this global house music playlist. that is actually really dope. So it's on Spotify. It's called Foreign Affairs Global Sounds. Um, definitely worth checking out if you want to get a little bit of a international vibe, switch up some new stuff. It's like 10 hours worth of music. So if you're trying to, you know, be in discovery mode, it's definitely something worth checking out. And it's just a reminder of like how much I enjoy house music. I didn't know you like house music. That's crazy. I do. Have you been to Spotlight before? I have. Yeah, they they do it up over there at Spotlight. It's a, Detroit. We got we got some venues for house for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Motor City dope. Wine. I haven't been there yet. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, um, I've been uh, seeing this movement online. It's called mm-hmm. uh, Detroit Techno City. Yeah, and it seems like they host events and things like that, and they're doing more. I kind of want to get them on a pod, really. To talk about it. We should. If y'all listening, we're going to hit y'all up. If y'all listening, definitely come on a pile. We want to talk about Detroit Techno, man. Because, you know, they say that we like, you know, this is just the home of the shit, like the mm-hmm. real shit, you know. Um, man, this week, let me go ahead and highlight uh, an artist that I spoke about before, man. He was, I forgot how I found him. I think I just was looking on YouTube. Um, but he has this real good song. It's, it's just interesting to me. Like, it's just, it's a different sound that I haven't necessarily heard yeah i might be tripping but uh jordan ward has a song called little baby crush 
um super dope super dope record i can't really even explain like how it sounds but go check that out let us know if you fucking with it man man but if you made it this far thank you so much for listening we appreciate all the listeners and we out peace out